0: what is up welcome to a podcast number four right charles
1: yes a podcast four
0: you know what's crazy is that means it's officially one month in welcome to today's podcast i'm joey you probably already know that this is dcr talk and
1: with me i got the main man charles hey guys <laughs> i'm just joking hey guys what's up man how you guys doing we uh we have a really good show today for you and we have a guest do, so- yeah actually intro him he
0: is on the line coming live from las vegas not in a casino but somewhere in sin city we have james on the line james hey how's it
2: going guys uh, unfortunately no i'm not in the casino but even if i was i'd probably be over there losing some money anyways
0: <laughs> well you know you live in vegas that's part of it you got to
1: figure out how to hack the system i don't know if we. Should <laughs> <it on there. laughs> uh, well they they found a way to hack us so just saying, uh, <laughs> there's they got their algorithms, James. When you get yours, let us know. Yeah, there's all right. We'll do.
0: It's uh what <laughs> twenty one? How to how to beat the system? So uh, that
1: was a January great movie. Is
0: January second? Second? No, it's not second. January second <laughs> <12 laughs> It's January second wow. plus ten days. Yeah, and we got an interesting agenda today. So it's going to go down a little bit different. Usually, we want to talk uh, more about kind of cars, but today we're going to talk about this really. Uh, fun ongoing debate about how electric cars are taking over and eventually gas cars will go away that was what charles said
1: i would say joey just pulled a charles and spoke his mind without any data to support it i'm proud of you there's a lot of data (laughs) so that's up on the agenda we're going to revisit the
0: ford fleet we talked about this last week a little bit and i think charles and i um you know obviously we're not really ford suv guys I, i think we could say that out loud so we I actually put some stats together on Ford versus Chevy, just so we can kind of say, hey, what it, what is the future of Ford's fleet with them and all their crazy changes and getting rid of cars? And then we're going to talk about uh, something I think is pretty cool. I might be the only one on the podcast today that thinks this, and that is the new Jeep truck. It's not what it's called,
1: but that's what we're calling it for now. You know, we still haven't got the name of it. We have got the name. But we don't I say thought- it. It's a Gladiator, but we don't ever say it. It hasn't earned the name yet. You know, it did. earn <laughs> name. We'll get to that. That's that's later. I think the
2: brand, I think the brand has earned the right to give it a name.
1: Fair yeah. enough. Fair. I got to submit to that. We, we talked about that. Jeep is Jeep. Kind of do what they want. Jeep is Jeep. we got
0: some current events. A Detroit auto show is coming. So we got some cool headlines happening there. And then of course, you know, we'll close it up. We'll talk about what's to come and, uh, how the new year is going for you. It is only 12 days in. So, you know, like if you're in the gym, are you still in the gym? If you're dieting, are you still dieting? If you quit smoking, are you still quitting smoking? Day 12, second weekend of the month. So it'll be interesting. So let's officially switch some gears and talk about cars.
1: Burr, burr, burr.
0: I just wanted to do that today. Yeah, I told you guys as we get deeper into this podcast, <laughs> the sound effects will get more intense so we already told you we have james on the line and i think james is going to join me in this fight of cars moving towards electric right james
2: yes definitely i think this is uh, definitely this is something the industry is moving towards and uh you know i think this is going to you know start taking over the masses as well it's uh it's, you know, it'll just be a little unfortunate for all the enthusiasts out there
1: <laughs> that's what i'm here for today Yeah, I mean, Char- so hold on tight i will not let go charles says he's an enthusiast but he drives the trucks so not of you know. I don't it's know. like the complete opposite of electric it's a gross polluting diesel it has black smoke come out of it it doesn't get more oh, yeah. electric than that
0: it doesn't have enough black smoke
1: it doesn't but that's just wasted gas so
0: you know, but that's the fun of driving a diesel. So let's talk about electric. Um, you know, first on my list is there's this new brand. And James, I don't know if you've heard of them. I don't want to mispronounce it. It's called Rivian. It looks good to me. Have you seen them hmm. out there, James? No, I haven't actually. Uh
2: surprisingly, you know, I've i tried to keep up a, a little bit at least on this uh on this electric electric stuff. I've heard of a couple other brands, but I haven't heard of it's Rivian. Rivian,
0: yep. R-I-V-I-A-N. So Rivian's pretty cool. They announced two different all-electric models. They're an all-electric company, just like Tesla. I know everybody's talked about them. Uh, Rivian, their two models are like a SUV, Bronco, Jeep-looking. They're adventure vehicles. Yeah. is what they're calling them. And then, and then they have the Rivian truck. Now, what makes it pretty cool is these things are built – From the ground up on an electric platform. They are, yeah. So, for example, this Rivian truck, we're looking at it, it's 400 plus miles. And the way they have it pegged here is San Francisco to Yosemite and back, basically.
1: I wonder where they got their starting from. Might be San Francisco, the Bay Area. Just sounds like it would be. It says San Francisco. (laughs)
0: Um, They're a quad motor, so I think that's pretty cool. So, two up front, two in the back. Um, it is zero to 60 in three seconds. And I think, you know, that's a lot of what we see in electric trucks or electric cars is these insane speeds. Now I'm kind of flipping through some photos and I'll tell you that this thing looks like it's from the future. The interior is insane. It's very, uh, how can I put it? Very now. So there's, you know, matte wood finishes,
1: really cool accents. Well, everything's touch. There's no switches of any sort.
0: Yeah, so just like a Tesla, the door handles are built in, um, real open in, in terms of the cabin space, very futuristic. You know what it kind of looks like? It looks
2: like, like it, it out Tesla. Tesla, in my opinion. You know, when you look really look at the interior, it's really simplified, but it has a lot of nice accents to it.
0: It does. It does. It's got this cool, they call it a gear tunnel. It's got like this storage compartment behind the rear seat the cab the cab
1: I guess we'll call it I'm that wasn't me that was you Um, (laughs) what I love is it it has up to correct me if I'm wrong we'd have to look at it but up to three feet of uh, water available like it can go three feet deep without water damaging getting into the cab or anything like that I forget submerge it can submerge three feet without any issues that's impressive because I don't know of any trucks hmm. that can do that. I know I know some jeeps can. Um, or like considering
2: 100. this is tech, I wonder if they're going to give it you know some sort of IP sixty eight rating or whatever. You know how they do a cell with phone. Water. Yeah, 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 I don't
1: know. Yeah, that'll
2: yeah water resistance Good. or you know something like that. Joey, go
1: go back up a bit. Sorry for the listeners. We're, we're actually on the computer right now. Um, one of the things that and here's here's a gripe that I've had, and we'll get into it with the electric. Uh, Vehicles, we'll call them EVs, because that's what they're called, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know off the top of my head the kilograms to to pounds. I was going to have you Google. That I idea. know, I can. I want to say it says the towing capacity is five thousand kilograms. I'm pretty sure that's over sixty five hundred pounds. So here's what, and, and this is getting me excited, and this is coming from you know a guy that drives a diesel truck that can tow you know as much as he wants. Mm-hmm. Is that's really impressive. For what you get in totality, is that right? That's 11,000 yeah. for, for
2: all the listeners out there. Oh, yeah, 11,000 pounds. 11,000.
1: So you could tow as much, really, as much, if not a little bit more than standard 1500 trucks with no emissions, drive faster. Where the yes, yes, I lo, I, I'm liking it. And here, here's
2: lots, lots for words there, I, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: Here's what's interesting <laughs> about this.
0: This is like phase one. Right? This is the and beginning the, of electric
1: trucks. And the front looks better than the Chevy. Who it does <laughs> Sorry, Chevy guys. Who, I don't know who designed this truck, obviously, right? I'm sure it's they me.
0: the, the designers They to need the to raise they need to
2: raise. Yeah,
0: from different from different uh, car manufacturers. Um, and then they have this SUV, so it's called the uh, R1 SUV, and it looks a lot like the the truck except SUV. But you see, it's got yeah, like the, It looks like a like a suburban, maybe like a Range Rover,
1: a long Range Rover,
0: but like the suburban back end. But see, there's a
1: picture of the truck again. I mean, look at that thing. It is tough. It is. It's a little weird on the fender line towards the rear tires. I like it. But outside of that, it looks good. I like it. I like the interior. It's very simple, <clears throat> but practical and luxurious. So the, and look at that. Yeah. 3, it looks- the SUV tows less. The SUV tows
0: 3,500. So instead of five, I don't know why they do kilograms. They're a U.S. company. 7,700. Um, 7,700 pounds. So like what is 7,700 pounds? Like what kind of trailer? Because that's the consumer that would probably want to tow with this is going to want to tow a trailer.
1: Seventy-seven uh, hundred pounds is—you can easily do any bumper pull, and probably any fifth wheel below. I want to say twenty-eight feet. I mean, really, for for the normal family, normal consumer, um, that's that's perfect towing capacity. I mean, that's a that's a normal size vehicle on a trailer behind it.
2: Something you know, something else that goes unnoticed as well with, it, especially with electric vehicles. I'm sure Joey, you can attest to this in a, in a Tesla, is that because there's no engine, there's a lot more interior space. Like, it's something that was really you know mind blowing to me was how much interior space these EVs have. Um, you know, kind of going, I'm looking at the interior right now of the uh, of the SUV, and it, it looks really spacious. But I'm sure it's even more so when you're actually inside. So are
1: you talking about like, so to clarify, because I. For some people like me i haven't been in a tesla uh, but i'm thinking about hmm. it are you talking about the placement of the occupants are to the a pillar uh, because there's no engine or are you talking more of like foot room because the floorboard can go farther forward
2: uh everything i mean essentially when you have, within the EV, you know, you're, you don't have a transmission. So you're getting all that space back inside the, you know, middle, you know, core part portion of the vehicle. And, and typically, I don't know, I haven't done as much research on the Rivian here. I don't, I'm not sure their battery pack is going to be on the floorboard as well, just like a Tesla. Um, so all of that's flat space, you know, you're getting all that space back and that really transitions well into, you know, the, the consumer's area.
0: It does. And you, you lose things. And it's funny, you don't think it's going to take room, but like the whole exhaust system, you know, think of mufflers are out the That's window, true. like all that, all those components that would normally be down there hiding. There's no drive. There's mm-hmm. no um, not drive uh, train. There's a yeah, drive, drive line. train, um, but there's no drive line, Right. You know, that goes out the window. These motors are basically sitting on the actual axles
1: what excites, Axle. excites me is it, it would just seem like as long as they can protect the batteries in what you're saying is you can get more ground clearance for the same right height yeah you can
0: get more ground clearance but i think to james's point you get more interior space and that you know that's that's exciting right that equals headroom that equals leg room that equals
1: space you there's all these things that you just get back Imagine and then, one of my dogs in there. They actually have room, and they're not sitting. I don't want to dog. imagine one of your dogs in there, actually.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so so if you haven't seen them, it's R-I-V. Let me make sure I get this right. I-A-N.com. <laughs> I follow them on Facebook, by the way. Um, when they announced, they did their announcements at SEMA, I I actually commented, like, I can't wait to, you know, see one of these guys in the wild, and they actually commented back, so they know who I am now, look at that. Oh, yeah, nice. I'm sure they're listening to our podcast. Mm, They always do. Even before it's available, yeah. Uh, So so that's Rivian, so let's, uh, before we switch gears and we talk some more kind of car versus electric, James, anything else to add on Rivian?
2: Uh no not nothing on Rivian really but I mean well in a, as a whole on electric vehicles especially when I'm looking at this Rivian truck here you know I see it has a really good size hood still even on on the truck and the SUV yeah. um I believe I saw a photo somewhere on the on the computer here and uh, there's tons of trunk space there or or what do they call it a frunk?
0: yeah a uh, front trunk so.
2: yeah I think that's the actual term <laughs> Joey's been going around um, but trunk just for
0: no reason Frunk, yeah.
2: <laughs> so i mean there's there's just so much storage when it comes to evs i mean they have the bed of the truck they have that cargo space that's underneath and like i don't know that gear what would you call it a gear chute or some sort
0: yeah they have a weird name uh, for right. it. They, oh, they've given oh, yeah. it their own name it's not like a real thing here it's right there go down uh
1: no because oh. this, this is the suv yeah, you go on the truck. yeah
0: yeah so we have to probably tell our so for our listeners out there like what the hell are you guys doing? We're scrolling through their website and just you know what out you can do the too. Features. Gear tunnel,
1: gear tunnel,
2: yeah, yeah. gear tunnel. I'm actually on their Instagram right now. I, I just looked them up, and uh, they have a new follower. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're welcome. Um, what are they? Thank Rivia? you. Yes. Yeah,
0: you're welcome, Rivian. We're getting you followers. It's free now, but remember, just like with the other guys, eventually we'll charge you. Lit- <laughs> listen for advice. <those> <laughs> So let's, uh, let's talk some, some Tesla. I think, you know, these guys are the pioneers. I don't think anybody will tell you that they're not the pioneers and of electric cars, I should say, not of cars in general. And I pulled, um, instead of talking Tesla cars, and James, I'm sure you're going to have some facts on Tesla cars or, or the Tesla Model X SUV. Um, I pulled Tesla Semi because I think, for me, this is truly part of the, the evolution of electric cars is we get to see commercial-grade electric vehicles. And I think a lot of this technology, uh, in particular battery technology and charging technology, will make it right into consumer cars. And so we'll see cars like the X and the S continue to, get bought, continue to get better. So some of the stats that I have on the Tesla semi-truck, and this is impressive, 0 to 60. Who would I ever have thought we'd be talking about 0 to 60s so with semi-trucks? <laughs> zero to 60 with an 80,000 pound load. That's
1: like uh, how many of your trucks, like 10 of your well, trucks? Well, that's in? that's actually the most anywhere in the United States can be loaded at any given time, including the vehicle. So that's, max, that's the max weight ever allowed on a roadway. So 20
0: seconds, <laughs> zero to 60. And,
1: and if that doesn't sound impressive
0: to you, this is like three to four times faster than a standard diesel. No, one. it sounds scary. Yeah, that sounds impressive. Now, here's where it really gets intense. You can do 60 miles with an 80,000-pound load at a 5% grade. What is the grade of the grapevine?
1: No, no, it says speed up a 5% grade.
0: 60 miles per hour. Yeah, it
1: can hold 60 miles per hour.
0: Yeah, what is the grade of the grapevine? Do you think it's 5%? Uh, Yeah. You think so? Yeah, because it's one of the worst grades around. It's yeah. worse
1: than, than uh, Baker grade.
0: What is the Cajon Pass? Like 3% grade, right? Uh, yeah. It's, I think it's, it's like, like, like three. 10. I think it's like two and a half, three 3%. I mean, that's nuts. 60 miles an hour. That's past the speed limit,
1: by the I way. I hope they set limiters on these things because they don't need to be going that fast. Mile
0: range, 300 or that different nice. ones. And then power train is four independent motors on the rear axle. So that's real interesting the way they did it. that? in mm-hmm. the rear
2: there um and it's, i i believe it's regular zeros to 60 is just five seconds flat too with without any cargo.
0: unloaded
1: yeah that totally makes sense yeah I, unloaded. I mean, that's crazy it, i can't it's faster than your truck but yeah well, <laughs> yeah it's it's it cost a lot more It's a that's, that's crazy <laughs> it's it a, a, a 2004
2: um, bmw m3 it. had
1: a five second zero to 60. but in the unveiling they talked about. I can't remember exactly what it was. But I keep saying the word scary because you get. I think everyone's getting excited about how fast it moves. But you forget that's a lot of weight to move that quickly. And I do well. But think of all those people you see driving semi-trucks. And you're like, yeah, they probably are not the best drivers, but they're the ones that are behind the wheel of it. Now imagine giving them something that fast. You know, I imagine that um,
0: we're not going to see huge adoption from this day one. Um, it looks like DHL is already kind of signing up, but you know yeah. I'm sure we'll see the big boys, UPS, FedEx.
1: From economical though, we I hope they do. So here's here's what's interesting.
0: This thing that for the little guy is 150 grand. For the big boy, it's 180 grand. Um, that. It doesn't sound expensive at all. Um, and Tesla estimates a payback period of about two years. Some maintenance savings. And I think this is a, a real, real big part of owning electric is this whole savings with maintenance. You know, yes, there's the gas, but I think another unspoken is maintenance
1: i would love to get into that topic later but it's all it's all theoretical because we don't have that data for it now. well but we do
0: have data for cars right now right well,
1: but we don't well, cars.
2: well there's tons of data out there available for the actual semi-trucks and how much maintenance is actually used that might be something
1: oh no 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 no! no. I, mean, no I know how much that is into. one of my buddies uh actually owned his own semi-truck and he drove so i know uh like how much to re- rebuild a motor how far they go but what i'm saying is is the maintenance that this car is going to or this truck is going to require because we could say we could say across a million miles which is uh, a million miles isn't much for used semi trucks but a million miles at cost of ownership and maintenance is let's say forty thousand. it's going to be more than that but just throwing a number out there we don't have a number to compare to yet now do i think it's going to be less yes i do right it just makes sense that newer technology and less moving parts like an engine, a transmission, a drivetrain is going to save money. But it's hard to really talk about how much you're going to. Um, I do know that there's one when Joey first told me about the trucks and I saw them. Mm-hmm. I actually went online and I calculated out fuel mileage for a big rig, okay? How many gallons they have, the cost to fill up, and to drive from LA to Florida and back. And then we took, which I know isn't finite yet, but how long it takes to actually charge a semi truck after it's depleted its energy. And I calculated out how long it would take to get the Florida and back based off of time and price. And this is gonna go back to my original statement until we have an infrastructure where you can charge on the go. It's not cost effective yet. For long cross-country range. But short-range or state-to-state, dude, it's ridiculous how better how much better these semi-trucks are than, than
0: diesel engines. But look at what Tesla has done with the supercharger network. They built this thing out in a matter of
1: years. Yeah.
0: Um, and we would have to pull when the, the supercharger network started. And for those of you guys that don't know, that's what Tesla calls their charging stations that are all around the country at this point
1: and and share that share the info on it because some listeners don't know
0: don't know what which part like how long it takes to get what percent charge so i'd have to pull those stats up and before i pull that up let me let me share this this is what we do now okay semi trucks will be used instead of superchargers they're going to use what are called mega chargers
1: <laughs> it makes sense
0: right and these are going to be solar powered and they're going to recharge a truck's battery in 30 minutes to travel 400 miles okay now b- before you say man that's going to be a hindrance 30 minutes it takes almost that to fill up a semi truck today with gasoline
1: It depending on where you stop it could take longer and i'm not i'm i mean i think you guys know i'm for diesel uh but truck stops can take a long time because of the amount of trucks that are there now is that saying they uh, uh a semi truck just pull off to the side of the road turn off their their vehicle and let it charge right there
0: no so well,
1: so this is oh, also okay. go ahead james yeah
2: so, something else to consider is uh charles maybe you you might know um how, how many miles uh like how many hours does it take to drive 400 miles because isn't there limits to how uh, how long a semi truck driver can be on the road
0: uh, yes there, there is. is there is and then they can't go over 50 oh. In California, they can't go over fifty-five miles an hour. Other states are different. Well, what you're allowed to do and what you do
1: are two different things.
0: Yeah, but you got you got <laughs> logs, and so it.
1: <laughs> Not anymore, man.
0: There's ways there's around four, those. Today, there's fourteen hundred and twenty-two supercharger stations with twelve thousand eleven. Superchargers in north america or the united states basically it's like that's
1: south america too that's crazy now
0: that doesn't include europe and the middle east and that doesn't include asia
1: why is europe so densely populated because you see
0: that because that's just europe
1: that's That's insane insane.
0: and 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 then if you if you pay attention here charles and, and again our listeners can't see this There's a bunch of red dots. There's so many red dots on a map, you can't even see the map anymore. Yeah. And then there's a bunch of gray dots. Those gray dots are what's coming soon.
1: Oh, so like when I saw them in Canada, those are coming soon. So you could drive from Alaska to the Great Lakes on a row of superchargers. That's pretty neat. And there's a a
0: business insider. They're you pretty pretty big blog, I guess we'll call them. Um, they took a trip in a Model X from San Francisco, I think it was to Boston and back. And they blogged the whole thing and you know, talked about you know, what was the inconvenience, what parts were cool, what parts were not fun, what parts were fun. Um, so it's, it's really interesting to already see people doing these kinds of tests. Now, staying on topic and talking about the, the Tesla semi-truck, you know, some of the other smaller pieces, and this is something I was gonna say earlier, what what the plan is or what the vision may be, you know, Elon Musk is really good with this vision stuff. What the vision is is as simple as that these mega chargers would be at like major hubs. So imagine like UPS, FedEx, all these, you know, where semi trucks basically where they end up where right? they sleep. They they don't they don't come here to our office or to your house, right? Semi trucks They move kind of from D.C. to D.C. or from yard to yard. And then, you know, little trucks like the UPS trucks and stuff like that, they get the merchandise out to us, the consumer. Now, that being said, the vision here is that at these major docks or at these distribution centers, as they're unloading, the truck is charging. So the way you, you know it to be today is I have to go get gas in one area and then I do a delivery in another area. The two can be married, therefore improving efficiency and actually saving time versus getting diesel.
2: Wow! And it's going to take way longer than thirty minutes to unload one of these trucks, anyway. So you're going to be getting more than four hundred miles on that charge while you're docked.
1: Yeah, it almost. I mean, with that, it almost sounds like the range is infinite for them. Uh, but but again, that's going to be close range, state to state, not the cross country guys. But I'm sure, dude, That is that a new one? Oh, no, that's, oh, okay, I don't want to spoil it. Um, but, you know, again, I in looking at the power, what are they, superchargers? Mega chargers. Yeah, but the ones we were, the map we were looking at. Oh, that's the supercharger network, yeah. So the mega chargers, which for you guys that don't know, yes, um, it is incredible. And no, Megatron is not going to be made out of them, even though it sounds super cool, because they, they sound like, you know, Transformer trucks to you me now. Um, it seems like those are pretty dialed in as far as the infrastructure that we talked about. So, cause I know James, remember uh, before we were talking about just they need some kind of grid, but for the what 90% of big rigs that are moving product just state to state or short range, it seems like they got it pretty figured out. They do.
0: Um, they, they, And this is why you can't underestimate Tesla to do what they've done in such a short amount of time. It's impressive. And part of being able to do, you know, to put cars on the road the way they have is building this network. And so if they've done it with cars, they already understand how to do it, right? I'm sure they've had a million learnings along the way, and they'll be able to apply all those same principles very easily to this new mega charger network. Now, it's not just Tesla getting in the semi truck game for electric cars there's there's a couple other like independent companies, um, but then there's a big one, and I snuck this in I don't remember what podcast it was, but Freightliner James, have you heard of I'm sure you know who Freightliner is, right?
1: Did we lose James again? I think we might have lost James. We'll see if he comes back. Shh, James. <laughs> James, if you can still hear us, we can't hear you legitimately.
0: J- so J- James earlier was having microphone issues, so we'll see if we can catch him back. I was wondering why he got so quiet. but I was just
1: coming up with good fact.
0: There was, uh, <laughs> there was Freightliner, and Freightliner is really kind of a leader in the semi-truck industry. And they've come out with a line called e-mobility. And Freightliner has two different trucks that they are focused on, or, or I should say developing, Truck number 1 is kind of like your typical cargo truck, almost like it's a, a box truck. Yeah, almost like a truck that you would rent, right? Like a U-Haul truck or something like that. And then they have truck number 2, which is a semi-truck, which would I guess in theory be a competitor of this Tesla semi-truck. Mm-hmm. Um I the, it looks good. It does look good. So but so does the Tesla one. No, no. don't. I'm sorry, the Freightliner looks good. You know, Charles was supposed to have an opposing view on this whole electric thing. Well, no,
1: I like the idea of large commercial electric, and I like the idea of economy electric. What I don't stand for is the enthusiast market, which is performance, luxury, sports cars, stuff like that, losing its ability to give you an experience. I'm back. back. If <laughs> you guys, are guys here. can hear me. Hey, James All right, is back. Judge, you made it back. All right, All right, right good deal. deal. So, so, in regards in to like, like what, you're what you're just saying, saying in, uh, uh, with the, with the, the aftermarket, market, market,
2: there's already a small, small market, market at least for, for like, like the Tesla, Tesla Model, Model Three seen, seen, You know, with aftermarket market rims and, and body kits and things like that. It's just yeah, it does lose that on like the exhaust portions and things
0: like that.
1: Yeah, just about everything except for appearance, which, don't get me wrong, appearance is a huge market. Um, But people don't spend, you know, 10 grand on a motor, or they don't spend 10 grand on a body kit like they would a motor. But um, I I just, my, and I think I just speak for the enthusiasts uh, on it, is I just don't want to give up the thrill of driving in its totality. And we talked about it was just the... This all the sense is being activated. Um so one of the concerns that I have is just uh and granted, I've never been in a Tesla, so I can only imagine based off of we're gonna have to get
0: you in a Tesla. So that actually, way I want to be in a Tesla. Yeah. You know what we get off this podcast <laughs> today? I'm gonna call. I know one person locally has a brand new model three. I'm gonna call them and see if we can sync up with them.
1: Okay. I'm down. Okay. Um, but there's one thing that I know for a fact, and it's just it doesn't make the sounds that an engine can to give you that extra thrill and i can imagine the push the g force all that stuff which is important but without that sound it just feels like the experience isn't in totality with itself it's not working together and that's just my concern in an aftermarket world the enthusiasts and in the future of like performance cars so james what do you think Um, you know, I
2: I think there's also the the thing to think about is just evolution, you know, if you go back before, you know, the the 70s and 80s and stuff, when you had a lot of the muscle cars and all the V8s and stuff like that, you know, cars were, you know, they weren't into all that, all the muscle that you, I guess you could talk about and hearing it all and all that experience that you feel and that there is going to be a natural evolution to vehicles just with anything, you know, people are afraid of change. And I think this might be something that, you know, at least for the enthusiasts, that they're something they'll be afraid to let go of. Um, But, you know, with with Teslas and, you know, electric vehicles, there may be some sort of aftermarket to where you can add in those amplified sounds, kind of like what BMW has done with some of their vehicles with piping and engine noise into the cabin. So I I definitely agree with you. You know,
0: I and I think, uh, James, I think you hit the nail on the head is this is an evolution. It's going to be slow and steady. It's only growing. We're not going to see this go away. Um, You know, one of the things that we talked about earlier this afternoon was, you know, for those of you guys that were driving it on the road between like 2007 range, 2008, 2009, gas was murderous. I remember, you know, one of those summers I used to have an SRT8 Dodge Charger, which was a 6.1 liter V8 and gas was like five something um, a gallon. And not only did I have that V8, but it took premium fuel. So it was like a, a triple negative, so to speak. And the, the thing about electric cars or electric vehicles in general is it changes the way we look at cars, it changes the way we feel, it changes the driving dynamics, it changes the way we spend money, it changes the way maintenance is completed. Basically, it's like the rebirth of the vehicle. And, and James, to your point... Did you just reinvent the wheel? I, I might have. And and James, to your point, <laughs> is people are afraid of change. And I think that's why it's going to be slow and steady. You know, if we go back to the big, bold statement, and, and I, I'm pretty sure I put it on our first podcast ever, where BMW is something like 2022, their entire fleet will be electrified. That doesn't mean that their entire fleet will be of electric vehicles. It just means that there will be... Uh, uh, electric powertrain options available in every single model in the BMW fleet, and they showed us that. They showed us like the X5, and we're already seeing it. I have a five series that's basically a full electric car. It's a plug-in hybrid, and it uses the gas only as necessary. It's the complete opposite of what you would know today with the typical, we'll call it fossil fuel. But to bring it all back, because we 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 are running out of time on this one topic today, is you know if we look at if we go back to the semi trucks. Because um, I think we, we got off track a little bit. If, if you look at what's happening with the Tesla Semi, if you look at Freightliner getting in the game, and I think Charles, you know, we have the picture pulled up in front of us. I think even Charles thought this was a pretty cool looking Semi. If that's even a real thing, who would have thought we could say a Semi looks cool? I think it looks killer. <laughs> I, I think it too, yeah. Great. It, it's, it's cool looking. Um, and then you, you know what Tesla is capable of. And, and then there's some independent companies out there, kind of like what Rivian's doing with this uh, truck and this new SUV. There's other companies doing that with semis. And, and for me, I think this is a true turning point. When you see semis doing this, it means that the future is here. And I think as this technology evolves, you're going to see it trickle down into trucks like yours, Charles. And this is why I think that eventually – yeah, those things, they will become obsolete. That, and, and I know I've said that once, I'll say it again, I'll, I'll continue to say it, that we are moving down that path, and it's only a matter of time, not necessarily a matter
1: of if it'll happen or not. I think we can both envision that. Let's just hope it's my grandkids that are dealing with the change, and I can still drive my diesel mm-hmm. truck. But to, to close this, because yeah, we are running out of time, is I just have to say through everything we've talked about, realistically... I want to leave this with the listeners is Elon Musk on his way to be iron man. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> so with that let's move towards uh, um, Joey wants to talk about Ford for a second. I know a few lin- listeners are going to be a little happy about it so whatever. A few <laughs> listeners all the <laughs> listeners
0: will be happy. So I put some stats together cuz last mm. week we, were t- we you know we talked two things Ford one was the huge investment that they're going to put into Detroit, which I think is kick-ass. Hell yeah, go America. Merca! And two was they're pulling out of the, the car game. You know, They're primarily pulling out of the car game. They told us that they're going to only produce two cars. And then now you know I've done some more research, and the rumor mill says it's only going to be the Mustang. So more to be determined there. But the part we were a little blurry on is, hey, what does that do to Ford's fleet? And here's what it does. It gives you two cars, six SUVs, six trucks and vans for a total current fleet of 14 unique vehicles. Now, that still uh, doesn't count the Bronco, and the Bronco is officially on Ford's website. I confirmed that myself. And it doesn't count if they'll keep the electric cars. I think there's more to be determined there. Hey, how will these electric cars live? Will it move into you know their truck line, their SUV line? We don't know, but I think we can agree that there's gonna be an evolution for Ford and, and definitely electrifying their fleet. Now let's compare it to the biggest competitor, which is Charles's favorite brand, and that's Chevy. So Chevy on the other side has five cars plus two electric cars. They have the bolt with a B and the Bolt with a B. Yeah, the best of both olds. Now, oh, yeah, both olds. One is like a plug in hybrid, like my car. The other one is full electric, only electric, so no gasoline. They have what they define as their two performance cars, which is the Camaro and the Corvette, six SUVs and three. Cars. So that gives you a total fleet of 18. So if we just compare side by side right now, current future state, I guess we would say, right? Because Ford still has cars. That would be a battle of 14 versus 18. So it still puts them pretty close, Charles. That doesn't count the Broncos. So from that vantage point, it would be 15 versus 18. It's interesting that it's not as far as you'd think it'd be, considering that Ford in, in this
1: scenario basically has no cars. I think it's because they're <clears> – <throat> excuse me – because of their van and truck line. Um, but let me ask your van and truck line, are those commercial-grade? No. They're not. So what What are your six trucks and vans? So
0: your six trucks and vans, it, it, we'd have to go to – let's see if I have – Oh, I was just time. curious
1: if you knew off the – so I mean, cool, it's, no. No, it's not a
0: they, big deal. It's like their F-150. They have like their Eco van. It doesn't count their commercial. though. These are consumer vehicles that are available okay. on the consumer line.
1: So um, – and how many – does that include the Ranger I as well? I believe it did include the Ranger because they, at this point, they're already showing it everywhere. But I'll pull it up as we talk. Well, I don't want to count vehicles that you can't go to the dealership and buy just yet. But I do agree that that is quite a few cars. The Ranger. Yeah, so the Ranger is out.
0: So it's the Transit Connect, which is like their um, – what am I looking for here? They're, so how do like, you get six? it's God. five. I'm sorry. Five trucks and vans. You are right.
1: I mean, I guess we can count the Super Duty as two, because it's an F-215 and F-350, even though it is the same truck, just an extra leaf spring. I,
0: I know you keep saying that,
1: but it's not, not, the, both manufacturers do it the same way. But the, you notice there's no 250, 350 separation. It's just Super Duty. It's, yeah. It's because it's the same truck. Oh, oh! I thought you were saying F-150. Oh, no, no, no. That's a big okay. difference. Remember right. I told you the F-150 slash 1500? That's not a real truck
0: anymore. And the Ranger is on their website. So I guess maybe we should take a trip down to the Ford dealer and see if the Ranger is there.
1: I own a Ranger. I actually like the, the truck. I'm curious what it, the new ones are. I remember my first beer. Yeah, it was fun.
2: <laughs> my dad had a Ranger back in the 90s. He was yeah, they, It Yeah, they, they good.
1: even came out originally. I don't know if you remember the four-cylinder engine had dual spark plugs and it it kind of yeah um dude it ran we used a work truck and that was a workhorse it ran great for a little four-cylinder it couldn't tell more than a christmas tree but it did great no get off that's ugly are we moving to that already (laughs) so no we're
0: not moving to that yet um so here's what we know is it's 14 vehicles basically could be 15 on the Ford side versus the 18 on the, on the Chevy side. We don't know with Chevy and the Corvette. We don't know. will will the Corvette live as two separate vehicles? I don't think so, but that's a possibility, right? It's out there, right? It's one of the rumors. So, you know, something like that could happen. We could see um, Chevy also discontinue some of their laggers, like the Impala. How many Impalas do you think are, are really selling these days? There's the Malibu. I mean, I feel they keep this thing alive, but besides rental car companies, who's really buying the Malibu? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I
1: don't know. No one.
0: That's my point. So
2: I can't think of anybody. That's an
0: update uh, on Ford versus Chevy. Chevy does uh, currently, not currently, but will currently make more vehicles. But we haven't seen how Chevy will respond. We haven't seen what Ford will develop or, or is developing, so I, I think that's going to be an interesting battle because I know one of the things you said, Charles, is how is Ford going to appease its stockholders? I'm I'm sure they've got this figured out, and and more than that, they're they're <clears throat> the number one track ma- excuse me truck manufacturer in the U.S. and that is all
1: car manufacturers most profitable segment trucks. I think followed behind crossover SUVs now. Yeah. Those things are... Every manufacturer has a crossover. But that's another another topic. Um, hey, because uh, we spent so much time on the electric cars. James, anything on the Ford before we move on? Uh,
2: no, not not really too much. It'll just be interesting to see, you know, not only are all, all the consumers losing out on all the Ford cars, uh, but also, you know, for the Ford Fusion was a... a Pretty large staple for, uh, you know, corporate companies as well as like company vehicles and things like that. I've, I've seen a lot of Ford Fusions being used for that, so it'll be interesting if those kind of companies go to another car, or if they're also going to be kind of start picking up these crossover vehicles as
1: well. So you know, you be mentioned that we probably saw the red flag before, but when the number one car across local all the way up to federal uh, entities was the Crown Victoria. Um, and Ford said no mm, more. Yeah. That could have been a big red flag that they're moving out of the game. Because why give up the monopoly? Everyone used Crown Victoria.
0: Yeah, yeah, they did. Um, but it was a real dated platform. I mean, when, how long? How much longer did they keep it available for government versus consumer? Because they discontinued. It was that yeah. It was like four or
1: ago. five years. I mean, that's 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 pretty crazy when you yeah. think about it but let's spend about 30 seconds because it won't take long um on joey's favorite fugly
0: the 2020
1: jeep gladiator i like the way they say the all new
0: <laughs> yeah, like, jeep gladiator like they redesigned it yeah that's, <laughs> that's marketing right there baby um but here's what's cool is here's what we already know this thing is going to be available like in all the same trims as the infamous jeep wrangler so you're gonna have like your Sierra, you're gonna have your Rubicon, you're gonna have all those cool sport. flavors. But and I get it, you know, you look at it and maybe first glance, Charles, you're like, ah, I don't know if I'm feeling it, Dude, right?
1: It's. Yeah. Have you ever seen those people that buy a car and then they cut the back off and weld a truck bed to it? No, <laughs> I, I, no. I do. <laughs> yes. Okay. I have. That's what it looks like. <laughs> what you're that's about? That's what it looks like. Yeah, I, I
2: have to. I have to agree with Charles on that, but. You know, after some of our previous conversations, I did a little more digging on this, and I started looking at different, you know, like specs and variants that they could come out with. And you know, the the, the Jeep has a huge, like an enormous aftermarket following. Like everybody loves modifying these things, so you're never really gonna ever see a stock one, uh, hardly ever. Uh, so that, yeah, thankfully, because this the stock version, I'll, I'll agree. You know, I'm, it's it's not it's not pretty. Uh, but also, I I was reading a, an article and I saw that. Uh, the Jeep Gladiator—they're making some sort of like Hercules model to kind of battle the the Raptor sometime at some point, and you know they're kind of in the testing phases of that and trying—I don't know—maybe different engines and things like that. So that might be an interesting, you know, thing if Jeep that actually stepping takes up off. to
1: long travel suspension. That'll be a first. Yeah, that will be a first because
0: they're normally like slow rock crawl, crawl, crawlers. <laughs> yeah, like that's not been their game. So I—I yeah. haven't read that. So that's super interesting.
1: So joey defend yourself here. some of the
0: facts <laughs> and you gotta you gotta admit this
1: is impressive it can tow seventy six fifty. yeah but so can electric vehicle suv or truck that looks way better yeah but <laughs>
0: I mean, for no pr- gas. what's
1: the price tag difference though click the the pre-order it for me well you,
0: they haven't announced pricing yet but i can guarantee this is probably going to be
1: 65
0: cost no this is not going to be
1: 65 thousand a jeep wrangler or jeep Jeep wrangler unlimited Rubicon is fifty two thousand dollars 52
0: grand I guarantee this is only going to be if anything five thousand
1: dollars more that makes no sense
0: it why doesn't it make sense because it's a truck. It's a baby truck, though. It's not a 1500. It's, you, it's a Ranger, basically.
1: You, you can't call it a baby truck if it tows 7,600. That's what's
0: impressive.
1: It's best-in-class towing. Do we have the actual weight or or length or anything? Because, look, that that right there is at least an 18-foot boat, right? I, I mean, I'm thinking. Probably so, more, 22-foot. Yeah, there's
0: a picture for those. We should probably tell the, the world <laughs> what we're looking at here. Um, Jeep dot com forward slash gladiator and there's a picture of it towing a boat and it's you know it says 7650 towing capacity
1: i think it's just bigger than you realize
0: it it also has a 1600 pound payload that's impressive for such a small truck i,
1: I again i i think you're making it sound smaller than it really is it's a jeep inside how big can it really be well you're throwing on a, a truck bag
2: I, I don't I don't th- I don't think this thing I don't think this thing is that small. It's yeah, pretty good you. size. I it, it's
1: not it, I don't think it's as tiny as you think it is, but it's a mid truck. Dude, have you seen the Colorados and the Ranger? Well you haven't seen the Ranger, but the Colorado they're they're like fifteen hundreds. It's but it's not a fifteen hundred though. That's that is the difference. I bet you it's the same size as the first generation tundras. Because remember the first generation tundras were small. But they were, they were big for a small truck.
0: Well,
1: Look, that's an old Suburban, and that Jeep <laughs> looks bigger than it. I'm telling you, it's bigger than you realize, dude. So that's an old
2: Yeah, car, car and driver's calling this a, a mid-sized yeah. truck. So
0: we'll see, I guess. We'll see when we get to see them in person, because yeah. all we've seen is press videos and press releases. Um, so there's the Sport, the Sport S, the Overland, the Rubicon, um, it looks like those are the we build it launch trims. Yeah, we can build uh, it. There's no pricing. Time for building it. Yeah, there's no pricing. Um, some colors will come out at launch. Some will uh, follow the launch cycle. So, anyways, I I think this thing's cool. I think it's gonna look freaking badass when you see them on the road on big off road <laughs> tires. Um, I I totally want to buy one. Ooh, how long do you think till Diesel Brothers gets their hands Ooh. on it? Well, considering that they have already said there's going to be a diesel powertrain.
1: I'm just saying, diesel brothers will have their hands on it. I, oh, I any- hey, guys, if you're listening to me, you know, because we're not friends or follow each other, well, I follow them. They don't know who I am, but you guys should really make one. <laughs> <laughs> I look,
0: I'll tell you anybody that's in the aftermarket game or truck game or anything that has to do with anything like this, they're going to buy one of these or want to buy one of these. So. It'll
1: probably be the, the, Top pick for SEMA, the first full year it's out. I'd,
0: I'd say probably past the first full year. Look at all the buzz that the new JL's getting, the new Jeep. So that's nuts. And then, and then you you finally give the world what it's been asking for. At least the Jeep world. Who Jeep the hell years. was
1: asking for a Jeep truck?
0: Everybody in the Jeep world was like, "I want the damn Jeep truck."
1: Uh huh. Yeah, I
0: haven't heard anyone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> So I think
0: that's what we got today. Uh, I don't think we got a debate as much as we wanted to with this whole electric thing. Charles joined us in the electric fight today.
1: Well, because you moved to the large segment. We didn't even talk about economy cars. We, you went straight to semi-trucks.
0: You know, but the reason why I want to do semis or I want to talk about semis is We're it gonna buy that, well, Who knows? <laughs> I mean, we could totally buy a semi-truck. I think it will show what's going to happen and it, it all that technology is going to work its way down into consumers
1: okay
2: when, when, when i see you know all these electric vehicles and things like that it reminds me of uh, one of my favorite movies irobot <laughs> we talked uh, about but that if you remember like the freeways yeah, we did. yeah like it, it, it'd it be crazy not to have your vehicle on autopilot and go my manual you know you see all the the electric vehicles going down the freeway at you know hyperspeed and all this crazy stuff but you know, that, that's the future. Yeah, I'll
1: still be that guy that's paid to drive a car for someone when a malfunction happens.
2: When yeah. a malfunction <laughs>
1: happens. Or when robots take over the world. So I think that's
0: where we're at for talk. Talk about taking over the world. I
2: think
0: that's where we're at for car
2: Yeah, uh, artificial intelligence. That's it a whole is. nother yeah, conversation. Yeah.
0: I don't, you know, I don't think we've even hit the... This iceberg with cars moving towards electric. I just we don't. don't. I
1: don't feel we had enough dialogue.
0: No, no, and I think you're seeing it. I think you're seeing the evolution. I can see the twinkle in your eye. Kind yeah, of definitely like, not the twinkle. I think the <laughs> way I was around the yeah, the new Lincoln, but uh, or the Gladiator. Or the, no, you know the Gladiator. I think it's super cool. We'll see. Um, we'll see when it comes out. I'm afraid for how much cost, not from a MSRP standpoint, but markup. I think it's so hard to negotiate a deal on a new Jeep today. Mm-hmm. This thing is going to be nuts. It's going to be like the cool. Hellcat for the first year. You know, everyone's going to want it. It's, there's going to be markup and people pay markup. I don't know why. And then it just makes sense
1: for everybody. Or it could be the next RCS where it. no one buys it um, no. because it is marked up so high. No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> it's a
0: Jeep. All right. Yeah. Toro talk. People
1: are gonna eat this okay, up. Okay,
0: so I think we're officially switching gears So
1: yeah, because we're running out of time.
0: We're running out of time. Uh two two things today for Toro Talk is one, you're in the Toro game, DCRcars.com. If you go there, it actually takes you to our Toro profile. So it'll just show you all our cars. You can click book now and get a car. That's what someone did just a few hours ago, as a matter of fact.
1: Yeah, and if you book the card, you'll more than like pretty faces.
0: Yeah, that's normally the way it goes. Most likely your pretty face, though.
1: Mm, Depends on how much sleep I got.
0: Yeah. But uh, what's (laughs) cool is, you know, behind the scenes, we've uh, been working on a website. It's officially done. We're actually just going through the phase of making sure there's no weird stuff like a typo or, you know, that it all makes sense. So we're like in in the review phase of the website. It's
1: beta, right? Yeah,
0: it's beta 2.0, we'll say. Uh, so it's launching soon, uh, you know, so stay tuned to our Instagram. Um, if you're subscribed to any of our email lists, stay tuned. We'll, we'll get you some more information. Uh, but it'll be just a cool resource for you. It's going gonna, it's gonna to help you with some of the more popular Toro questions. It'll take you to our entire fleet. Um, it'll even show you how to or maybe tell you or show you, I guess, depending on how you want to look at it, how to make some money. So more more to come there, but I wanted to put that out there because it's part of our Toro talk. And then the other one, and we don't have time to get into this. But uh, we did briefly talk about it, podcast one, and that was, you know, Toro is not renting a car. It is sharing a car. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's way different. So because of that, you know, there's some big players in the industry. Uh, Enterprise, you know, the, think of, of all the big rental car companies.
1: Uh, and They're the biggest ones that are fighting us or attacking.
0: Yeah, they are. Uh, so there's this whole thing brewing behind the scenes around legislation and what that looks like, you know, how the, how the laws come together. And, it, and I don't remember what state it was. It might've been Chicago. Uh, but what they did was, you know, they, they basically took it up to the Supreme court and they wanted to ban it. And then, and then they couldn't have their away. So then they wanted to say, well, you need the same licenses as a rental car company and just, you know, the way Uber and uh, the way Lyft fought it once upon a time, you know, Toro's kind of spearheading it. There's no other big player. There are other rideshare players, but there's no other big player. So Toro's really kind of put this one on their shoulders for now, so to speak. Uh, but there's a lot happening. So, you know, if you're interested in any of that kind of stuff, run a couple Googles. You'll find out j- just how, how much work is going behind the scenes. So that's what we have for you on Toro Talk today gears
1: one more time and talk about current events i think we only got two today but yeah i'll do one. breezy and everyone who knows me knows i don't give a shit anyway sorry for the language but it doesn't matter to me um and we're gonna go with the attempt on the name because i don't know but i'm gonna go with marlboro uh-huh the cigarette tobacco company has stated that it will stop making doesn't mean they're out of the smoking game or the tobacco nicotine game, but what they're saying is they're not gonna be making cigarettes anymore. So that's interesting. And could we phase out half of the seven eleven and liquor stores and put more productive stuff in there like vape shops, I guess, right? <laughs> <laughs> Did you vape shops are more productive <laughs> <Okay>. than seven <laughs> eleven? <laughs> I didn't know they produced stuff. <laughs> they they produced the same <laughs> amount of addiction and money spending but at least there's not the cigarette sticking out of your mouth.
0: Oh, that's funny.
1: Or the smell, I guess. Yeah, the smell's still... I mean, dude, the smell... And
0: so, I hadn't read this. Charles brought it up. We looked at it. I guess it's real. I was like, are you reading more fake news again?
1: Yeah. You know, so... Like, it, like Ford's productive?
0: Ford's productive. I don't even know. What is it productive?
1: No, it's just fake news. That's oh. why they just... There's no real
0: order to the chaos. Yeah, so apparently they're gonna not make <laughs> cigarettes anymore. I... I don't know. Does that mean they
2: can... Well, they, they, they would like to. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Did they make an official statement stating that they are stopping or that they would like to? I believe. I think the they're saying that
1: they're moving towards it. So there's nothing official yet. Um, and I think what we talked about, it dropped like, what, two days ago? The 10th was the first reporting of it. So with something that big, I would assume there's going to be some kind of press release or official statement.
0: Yeah. So, you know, we don't really have much of the facts here. Here's what we know. Um, you know, mar- Marble.
1: Yeah, I don't marble. know. Mar- marble. Cigarettes are bad people. Yeah, I
0: don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> smoke cigarettes. Um, I do know that they a while back it, are like expanding their R&D and actually pushing most of their R&D. They even did layoffs to fuel some of this R&D around electronic cigarettes or you know what whatever you want to call that
1: the things that blow up in your pocket the
0: things that blow up in your pocket so i think that's probably what they're moving towards i think they'll you know these companies big tobacco they're going to do whatever the hell makes the money they they just don't care and i and i think that's really the truth as much as you know it sucks to hear it um so so more to come there let's talk about something more fun though and that's the detroit auto show
1: three minutes go
0: James, you said you were there, right? In Detroit? What's that? Uh, yeah, no, you,
2: I haven't been in Detroit so lately.
0: That, <laughs> you started the podcast in Vegas, and now you're in Detroit. Uh,
1: um, in, an electric, he made it in an electric vehicle. <laughs> he, in an electric vehicle with one charge. So
2: <laughs> on, autopilot, on autopilot, and I slept there, the whole way.
0: There you go. So we're officially expecting Future for to showcase, the GT500. This will be a big conversation for yeah. us on a future podcast.
1: If that photos real? Which we don't know. It is. Yeah, that's from the Ford website. So that—that's actually what it's supposed it, to. It looks look. amazing. That's the
0: front end. Yeah,
1: but we already know what it's going to look like. We've—we talked about it. Well, yeah, but not. I mean, that's—that's that's interesting. Yeah.
0: So Ford is expected to showcase the GT 500. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. Also, Ford. <laughs> uh yeah I don't think anybody's that excited about it but the new Ford 40-
1: new Explorer that looks pretty much darn near identical to the last one yeah it does look
0: a lot like <laughs> the last one just a little bolder
1: I don't even think it's bolder
0: yeah I do the grills a little bit it's here. amazing I can't wait to, yeah, it to right you. right <laughs> I think that's funny the way that's like way the pre-order vehicle down Tesla they took a page out of apple to playbook. <laughs> um lincoln we're gonna get to see more on the suicide doors continental you know are you okay yeah this is what i want i, I know i,
1: I remember it, the twinkle we talked it about. it would be
0: really hard to if i had a pick between i the gladiator or
1: the continental i'd probably go continental i think it's more has, my speed you're crazy to even entertain the argument yeah. it, easily i'm not a lincoln fan and i would get the continental yeah and i just have this vision like
2: those coach doors are the black incredible. on
1: black continental well, drop. No white interior. Maybe no. You're you're not old enough for that. There, they're, You cannot have white interior without an ARP car. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know a lot of Tesla owners <laughs> would disagree with you, by the way,
0: because white is
1: a very popular Tesla.
0: And interior. Tesla,
1: I, I don't know if you know this. But I see majority of like gray-haired people driving Tesla. Though that's because that's who can afford. I,
0: Tesla. Hey, i'm just saying observations observations um lincoln is the base model isn't out yet <laughs> lincoln is going to show off some more of the aviator suv again i think this is another one or forage is... or phrase or... that lincoln is getting it right um, more to come on general the yeah, uh, cadillac st6 i don't think many people care about this but it's their latest luxury SUV. Cadillac also recently announced they're bringing back the twin turbo V8 platform to some of their vehicles. So, boom, we might see that. And then we might get, and we We talked. I think we had a pretty good discussion about this last week, we might get to see
1: the mid-engine Corvette. So, if that happens, Ford who? Cadillac who? Jeep who? It Everyone will, who? It, it will take the show. It
0: will take the show. It will. It, it without a doubt. Um, bald eagles will be flying above. Like it is. It is. Angels cool. will float yeah. down. I like
1: the way the carrying pic- American flags. I like the way the picture
0: that they show too is a, a ZR1. Is a ZR1. And like no, it's not the same car. But so more to come there. I think that'll be pretty cool if we actually get to see this thing. Um, and then uh, the Fiat Group or uh, Chrysler, you know, Ram pickup trucks. They're supposed to show us the new revamped uh, Super Duty, which is like the you know the twenty five hundreds and up.
1: So, oh, okay,
0: so they're not releasing anything yet for the bit. No,
1: that's a heavy duty,
0: yeah, which is their twenty five hundreds because they've only released fifteen hundred so far. They haven't released the so it's weird. Dodge
1: does that because normally, technically, twenty five and thirty five hundreds are medium duty trucks. Forty five hundred and up are heavy duties. I was like, why are you so thrown off? But Ford does it the same way. If you no, they're at, called Super Duties. Super Duty. They're not Heavy duty. Heavy Duty. Okay, I, I get what you're saying. So there's, there's a little confusion. Ford has their 45 and up. Yeah. Uh, Chevy just came out and released. They're bringing the Kodiak back, which is the 45s and up. Is Ram going to come to the play the game with a new big boy truck? Well, what we know is we'll see a new version of the twenty five hundred and probably thirty five hundred dually. Correct. Right. We they need to get caught up though, because well, they they haven't had a new forty five hundred or bigger in a while. I don't know that that's a thing though. You know, it's uh it's a a lot of thing. It's a it's a big. I mean, every personal um like like privately transportation company or um people that dabble with big toys or boats all run those trucks there's a huge market and these are guys that have you know million dollar boats they're spending money on their trucks
0: yeah well you know we'll come back to it so (laughs) and then you know there'll be some more uh cheap gladiator in the wild um detroit auto show for 2019 officially kicks off next week it goes pretty much through the end of the month So there'll be a lot of updates. I'm sure it'll be a lot of what we're talking about on our future podcast episodes. I'm most excited to see if if GM shows up with this mid-engine Corvette. I think that it will make it all worth it. And it is in
1: Detroit. It's in their backyard. It is. I I don't. I don't want to get my hopes up because I. Yeah, I don't know. So, so
0: that's what we got on current events, James. Um, I think we're going to kick it over to you. You know, we're officially in closing. Uh, how's your new year going? How are your goals coming along? Uh, my new year actually started
2: uh, back in November. You know, most people are saying, oh, first of the year, got to get in the gym and everything like that and uh, start, you know, working on whatever goals they had. And I, my, my uh, set was just, uh, why wait? So I started back in like mid-November and I've just been kind of continuously going to the gym. Uh, but like you've mentioned before, it's kind of funny when you, see, once the new year hits and you're in the gym and you hear, uh, you know, you see all these people and it's just, it's, it's craziness, you know, it's like a zoo in there. So it's, uh, it's starting to actually, uh, you know, wean out a little bit, it's starting to get a little more empty and it only took about 12 days into the new
1: year. So it's kinda of How funny. many times did you hear new year, new me?
2: uh you know you see it on on all the instagram posts and all the hashtags and stuff like that so it's it's a pretty wild hashtag at the moment
1: yeah i'm just waiting for people to start calling people out like bitch there ain't no new new you i haven't seen you in the gym in a week <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it, exactly <laughs> that's what you
0: really think so, <laughs> right? yeah
2: all Right.
0: so i think that's officially but, what we got today james Yeah,
2: yeah, definitely.
0: Again, uh, thank you for joining us today. It was good having a third voice out there. Again, for our listeners uh, that don't know James, he's coming live from Las Vegas. Uh, James, I know you're an Instagram celebrity also. You stay humble. Did you want to throw any uh, contact information or Instagram social media information out there to our audience of uh, 5 million? (laughs) <laughs> uh, i am hardly
2: an instagram celebrity i'm not even in the thousands like uh, like some of these uh, important people here on this on podcast here uh but it's just fever 26 uh, f-e-b-v-r-e 26 um you know that's me you can find me on instagram i do just a little bit of working out here and there and uh and uh yeah that's about all see my simple life
0: <laughs> <laughs> i think it goes the same for all of us uh, hey, it was cool having you on the podcast today. We'll make sure we bring you back again soon. Um, definitely,
2: oh, I appreciate for it. For our
0: other listeners out there, hey, what would you think of today's topics? Um, electric versus gas. I think that's going to be ongoing. I still feel like we didn't we didn't really get to much here. There's just so much to talk about, uh, and then we'll come back and we'll revisit what Detroit has to bring us. And I think we're going to see that as soon as next week. So. So some really cool stuff ahead for us. Um, hey, you can contact us via email at podcast at dcrcars.com or on Instagram at dcr underscore cars or even at our website, dcrcars.com, and more to come there. So we're excited to be able to hopefully drop that to you very soon. Again, thanks for joining us, guys. This is Joey. I'm signing out. Hey, guys,
1: Charles. Goodbye. Great week. And-
2: thanks, everybody. It's James.
1: Bye, James. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys.
0: We'll talk to you soon.